Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I am Billy Embody. It is game week for the Tigers officially, but we are here to talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, been on the road, have some things to discuss when it comes to the Tigers on the recruiting trail. So we're going to knock out a recruiting-only podcast um, before we get to the big news later this week, uh, which is game week for the Tigers. Big week for the Bengal Tiger as well, so be sure to check us out. Uh, Seven-day trial still rolls on for free if you haven't subscribed yet. I assure you, you're going to want to. So, LSU sits in the 2022 recruiting class in the top 10. Uh, On3 has LSU as a top five class. They sit seventh nationally on the On3 consensus. 21 commitments on board, and I want to lead off with previewing the big news that should be coming down uh, later this week, and that is five-star offensive tackle Zalance Hurd out of Monroe Neville announcing his commitment on Thursday evening. LSU, Nebraska, Houston, Florida, and Florida State are the finalists. Uh, he will announce in front of Neville High School, still working out the details of that, but uh, the five-star four-on-three is ready to make his college commitment. We've talked a lot about him. The nearly 6'6", 305-pounder ranks as on-three's number 13th overall prospect in the entire country, the number three offensive tackle, number two player in Louisiana, um, a huge LSU target, somebody that Brad Davis and this staff have worked on for quite some time now. Um, he did preview our, uh, his decision with on three Sam Spiegelman. Check that out on thebengaltiger.com. He's been somebody LSU's really just chipped away on over the past you know few months. Um, did visit at the end of June, kind of stayed for multiple days after camping with the Tigers during that elite camp. Um, that performance locked him in as a five-star for us. We saw all that we really needed to see out of him. Again, one of, one of the nation's top prospects overall um, is set to announce his decision on Thursday night. I expect it to be LSU. I think you got to credit, you know, guys like Brad Davis, Joe Sloan, uh, you know, guys in the recruiting department uh, who really just kind of banded together and just said, you know what, this is a guy we can't let leave. We saw LSU land an in-state offensive tackle in Tyree Adams, uh, who uh, just played on um, kind of national television. It was streamed on YouTube by the NFL Network against DeSoto this past weekend, uh, St. Aug lost. But, you know, Tyree Adams showed, uh, you know, that that upside that we see in him. Um, wasn't the best showing overall by St. Aug, but uh, that DeSoto team is stacked. It was a good test for him overall. But the big news is, is obviously Zalance Hurd announcing his decision. All of our picks are in for LSU. We expect good news for the Tigers. That would continue to push them up the rankings um, with Hurd no matter what. Uh, he's a top 50 prospect overall on the on three consensus, but he would even bolster LSU, you know, to have two five stars locked in four on three in this recruiting class would be massive. Uh, you know, a few guys, of course, sit in that realm of, you know, still being a five star. You look at Jalen Brown, Deshaun Womack, um, you know, Joshua Mickens, Darren Reed, uh, guys that could with strong senior seasons push their way up into five star range. So, LSU's class, according to On3, really starting to look even better uh, as the days go by. Uh, Zalance Hurd would be a huge, huge piece uh, to this class. And then it would really be a class that I think you look at it, 
top to bottom and you say, okay, now you just shoot for best available. You know, there really aren't, you know, too many guys out there that LSU is kind of waiting on to decide. Um, you know, now it comes down to a, a class where you can sw- keep swinging away at guys like Nicholas Harbor, the five-star defensive end um, athlete uh, out of, uh, you know, uh, Virginia um, or w- Washington, D.C. Um, you keep chipping away at him. You keep chipping away at JV and Toviano, Bravery and Rogers. Um, you take your swing at uh, somebody like uh, Derek Williams in the state of Louisiana, who's one of the top prospects in the state. He's committed to Texas right now. Um, you just swing away. And you also look at in-state and can you, um, you know, maybe do a senior eval on somebody and say, you know what, that guy is somebody that we need to offer. We can move on. Um, and who knows, we could see that um, this fall as senior evals, you know, continue to go. Um, you look at guys like Ashley Williams out of out of Zachary. You look at, um, you know, Marjavius Moss out of the Shreveport area. Um, you know, Curly Reed, he's committed to Washington. But, you know, they can really just kind of keep swinging away at some of these overall um, top targets. Jordan Hall, uh, a really elite prospect on the defensive line out of the state of Florida they can keep swinging on. And, you know, it's kind of all gravy from here. You know, you sit with a top five class. Um, you sit with a lot of your needs addressed. Um, and, and you can kind of go from there in terms of, you know, what you get. And if you don't, you you end up um, going into the portal and, and looking, um, you know, for more as well. Um, one name I forgot to mention on the offensive line, DJ Chester, a four-star offensive lineman, remains a top target as well. Um, and if you got him, that's an offensive line class that I would put up just about uh, against anyone in the country, you know, top to bottom, uh, you know, looking at upside, looking at talent, athleticism. Um, so, We'll be monitoring Zalance Heard. Big, big decision coming up on Thursday night. We'll have all your coverage on that on thebengaltiger.com. Be sure to check it out. I do want to run it back. I was in California, got a chance to watch Long Beach Poly cornerback Dalen Austin, four-star prospect committed to LSU, um, and got to see him in a game that was a tough matchup. Uh, a rival in Gardenia, Sarah Really talented team on the other side of the ball. Multiple high-profile prospects like Roderick Pleasant, um, Jason Mitchell, um, a, a couple other you know high-profile names, and Polly really just shut things down. Outside of a muff punt by Dalen Austin uh, early in the game that allowed um, Sarah to score its only points of the game, a field goal. Um, it was a lockdown performance for him. They didn't really throw his way. He completely took away the side of the field. Um, I was really impressed by his physicality. Uh, he did not back down at all. I wouldn't say he was matched up against really somebody that, um, you know, is probably going to play at a high level in college football, but uh, he did his job. He really was able to take away that side of the field, stuck his nose in there for a couple tackles, um, you know, got one opportunity to return a kick, I think it was. I don't know. If, I think it might have been a punt, but uh, showed a little shimmy, showed a little shake. Um, to pick up some positive yardage uh, later in the game. But for the most part, it was a quiet night for him, and, and that's pretty standard. I was talking with Stephen Barbie, his coach, after the game, and this is kind of good validation for us, but I asked him, I said, where did you see Dalen Austin's growth 
um, over the off season? Where did where did you see that you know go and 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 you know continue to pick up? And it, two really good things that you want to hear is one, just from a leader. Uh, leadership perspective. He's one of the team captains. He's, you know, relied upon in a big way by that team. And then the other one is he said he ran track and he just said it matter of factly. So for people who say it doesn't matter if you run track or not, we're big proponents of guys who can go at that level. Why not run track? Why not be somebody that can qualify for state if you've got those wheels? And so Dalen Austin put down some really impressive track times. Uh, He actually ended up getting a little bit of a hammy doing it, um, but he was able to work back, and he was healthy enough to come to LSU camp and work with Robert Steeples. Uh, Dalen told me that that was a big part of his growth as well, was getting a chance to work with his future position coach. Um, my time talking with Dalen, you know, first of all, really quiet guy, and I was talking with some people around California, and they just kind of said, look, he doesn't respond to anyone. I said, okay, well, that makes me feel better because Dalen's tough to get a hold of, but he really just kind of focuses on his team. Um, you know, his coaches are kind of, his coaches and parents are kind of the only ones that get a hold of him. Uh, Dalen's mom and dad, I got to meet them. They were awesome. Got to chat a little bit. Um, and, and she shared that, you know, she was texting with Robert Steeples, um, just even, you know, before the game. Uh, so LSU looks to be in a good spot to hold on to Dalen Austin. He did take a Michigan state official visit this summer. He said he'd like to take other official visits this fall and kind of round out that experience. But I mean, he said he's all LSU. Uh, I said, look, is this are, are where do other schools stand when it comes to trying to change your mind? And, you know, he just kind of said they've got a lot of work to do. So that's good. You know, coming off of a summer where you saw him take that Michigan State official visit, he's still got an LSU official visit in the bag as well. Um, he'd like to get to the Ole Miss and um, Southern game. So we'll see if he makes it uh, to those. But um, just really had a good time out in California covering Dalen Austin, a really, really stand-up kid uh, who's going to end up being a, a really good prospect in my mind um, as you know he develops and, and gets to LSU. So enjoyed my time with Dalen Austin. I do want to shout out as well, while uh, I was over in California on the opposite side of the country, uh, Whit Weeks, one of the standouts across the country, um, was the LSU linebacker commit. He had a record-setting performance in his team's win over Athens Clark Central. Um, 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Had 106 yards and two touchdowns from scrimmage. 12 tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack, a sack two pass breakups. Um, a really, really top-to-bottom great performance from somebody that on three made a four-star before his senior season. Um, we're the only ones that have him as a four-star. I think – Again, we kind of look at metrics and in terms of um, predicting success, those linebackers that play on both sides of the ball, they seem to do it. Um, so I know sometimes people give us grief when when we look at certain metrics and you know why we rank players the way that we do. But Whit Weeks is a guy that shows that is trending in the right direction. Plays both side of the, sides of the ball and is be, able to be productive on both. Um, that trends well for linebackers at the next level. So Whit Weeks was somebody that really had an impressive performance. Kyle Parker, once again, and it's kind of um, old hat for him at this point uh, with that Lucas Lovejoy wide receiver crew. Uh, He had another really strong game. Um, I believe he notched 100 yards of receiving, if I'm remembering correctly. I know he had a touchdown 
And then he also had a touchdown called back. Um, he's somebody that I think, you know, we've got as a four-star. He could probably slip into that final on 300 with the way he's playing so far. And he does it with a wide receiver group that certainly you could see guys take touches away. Parker Livingston, Livingstone, a 2024 prospect, had 100 yards that game. Jackson Lavender, an SMU commit, had 72 yards. Dalen McCutcheon, one of the top 2025 prospects just overall, had six receptions for 58 yards. So Kyle Parker averaged 12.88 yards a reception, finishing eight catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Again, he had one called back due to hold um, at the line of scrimmage, so could have been more uh, for him. Uh, those are some of the top guys just right off the bat um, that really stood out to me um, looking around. Um, at the at the uh, LSU commit level, um, you also had Jalen Brown, another hundred yard performance. Uh, been texting with his dad; he's been keeping me in the loop on that. A really good performance from him. Um, and you know, Ashton Stamps. You know, I saw some tape come out of him. He looked the part as well um, in in Rumble's game. So I'm excited to see some of these guys as the the fall unfolds. I'm going to get a chance to see Deshaun Womack on Saturday uh, suit up for St. Francis Academy against that DeSoto team that, um, for the most part, was able to take care of business uh, pretty handedly against St. Aug out in Oregon. Um, so I'll be at that game on Saturday, trying to nail down what my plans will be for Thursday, Friday as I'm recording this. But I do think that I'll be sitting on the couch uh, waiting for that Zalance Heard announcement um, and just soaking in uh, what will be a big day uh, for LSU and uh, as well as the Bengal Tigers. So uh, really off to a good start, I think, here uh, for some of these LSU commits. Um, and, and we'll be tracking, you know, a lot of these players um, that are still on the board targets-wise as well. I want to get out and see Bravion Rogers. I've seen JV and Toviano. Um, I'm supposed to see Jeremiah Hughes, an LSU commit, in a couple weeks. Um, and, and, you know, always uh, want to go see Nicholas Harbor. I've got that on the books, as well as uh, Jordan Hall. He's starting to emerge as a big, big target out of the Jacksonville area, area so I can get down uh, to my home state of Florida, check him out. And look, I, I think a couple things uh, of note um, over the last week or so that I want to pass along as well. Let's look at JV and Toviano out of Arlington Martin, four-star defensive back. He's listed as a safety for on three. LSU's recruiting him at corner. This is one where now we're starting to see, I think, a little bit of that. And I've kind of been uncertain with where LSU stands in terms of if they are, in fact, that leader, if they are, in fact, that top dog. And now I think, and we'll see, he marches to the beat of his own drum, but I think we're starting to see kind of a little bit of validation on that. Uh, he caught up with a lot of people after uh, Arlington Martin played St. Uh, after Arlington Martin played Lake Travis um, for their season opener, and he said he's got a lot of visits on the table. He's got LSU that he wants to get to. Uh, he's got Texas, quote, a couple times. He's got Oregon. He's got Michigan. Uh, Texas A&M will still be in the mix there. So that one really does start to seem like it's going to be um, – a little bit more wide open. He he now wants to take visits instead of, um, you know, shutting things down and, you know, making visits after he commits, at least from what he told us. So that's going to be something to watch. He doesn't have a preference if he stays in-state or out-of-state. Um, and, and I 
wholeheartedly believe him. I think it's more trending towards he doesn't have a preference rather than he wants to go out of state. Um, so he's going to be watching a lot of these teams. You know, there's a lot of teams that are up in the air as far as their direction that they're going and and the development of those players overall. You look at Texas A&M, can they develop a DB? Texas, how's that defense going to look? Brian Kelly is just getting underway. I think he understands where that program is and is obviously very high on it. But as this one drags out and if Alabama starts to make its way in there, you know, kind of all bets are off. And the same goes for Bravian Rogers, another guy who, you know, LSU, I think was a big part of, you know, getting him to back off his commitment to Texas A&M. And now he is, you know, going to take things into the fall, which we knew, um, but it, it's going to be a battle. You know, Georgia is a, a, a team that's starting to emerge, and he's looking like he's going to take an official visit for the Tennessee game, which happens to be on LSU-Alabama. Texas A&M isn't going to give up. Alabama and LSU are still vying for his services as well. Um, I think he's somebody that, you know, could really um, – end up visiting LSU a couple times, and I could see him ending up in this class. But it's going to be a difficult battle. Um, LSU would love to add him and kind of wrap up what is a terrific, terrific defensive back class for uh, both Robert Steeples and, and Kerry Cooks, in my mind. Um, so that is going to be an interesting recruitment to watch. Um, and one quick note, um, you know, JV and Toviano, you can tell he is kind of very much open to this whole prospect uh, process because I I talked with him after his game uh, his scrimmage against Duncanville and and Euless Trinity a couple weeks back now and and he just said you know I don't I don't really have any official visits on the books yet you know I think we're getting close and then a week later still nothing so it's just kind of one of those things where he's just so wide open that it sounds like things are going to stretch out but who knows um, both of those guys kind of keep things close to the vest. Um, finally, Nicholas Harbor, and we talked about this on the board. Sounds like he's going to shift plans a little bit. Probably not going to visit LSU for the Tennessee game. He's got a Saturday game um, for Archbishop Carroll, and so it looks like they're going to have to shift things around and try to find another time to get him in for a game, or maybe even you know bring him in in December after his season ends. So that'll be an intriguing one to watch. Jordan Hall is somebody that LSU is expected to bring in, I believe, for that Tennessee game. So be sure to you know watch out. That weekend is starting to you know fill up. I think in terms of really quality prospects, that'll be in Baton Rouge, and 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 I expect that to be the, the case. You know, much of the fall. But um, Jordan Hall, a four-star defensive tackle, somebody who has a chance to be a five-star, I think, in the final rankings for on three um, right now. Um, he does sit squarely inside the top 54 on three. He's the number 27 overall prospect in the country, so right in that five-star range right now. And he looks the part. Um, all of 6'3 and a half, uh, 310 pounds, really dominant. Uh, LSU will have a, a battle on its hands with Georgia and, and some of those other programs in the SEC, I think, for him. Um, so that's kind of a brain dump on what's going on with, with recruiting. I'm scheduled to actually catch up with Whit Weeks tonight. Uh, excited to talk with him about his breakout senior year start um, on both sides of the ball and in all well all three facets of the game. So look for that uh, interview to drop here in the near future. Um, and keep it locked on TheBengalTiger.com. Uh, lots of good stuff coming uh, as LSU approaches kickoff with Florida State 
on Sunday night. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the week and, and kind of where the team stands. Still no word on a starting quarterback officially or publicly, um, but they have made that decision and have been working behind closed doors with the starter. Brian Kelly announced that at his Monday press conference. So with that, guys, going to let you guys go. Appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast, and uh, we will catch you guys later in the week. Thanks for listening and have a good one.